It's the Donna Sugar Show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's, it's video games. It's movies. It's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Donna Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God. This voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need a nap. Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Sugars. Yes. And welcome to the Donna Sugars Show. Oh, yes. Hi, everybody. Oh, goodness. Yes. So welcome to another week of the Donna Sugars Show. Uh, there is <laughs> another week in isolation. Um, I hope you guys are all happy, uh, content. I hope that everyone's isolation has gone well. For those of you who are essential workers or your your work is telling you you're essential, even though you're not actually essential and forcing you to go back to work, I hope you're all safe and you're all doing well. That's important to me to know that you're all doing well. Um, I, I, I talk to people and when I see some of my friends uh, kind of stressing out about this whole pandemic, it is, it's heart, it's heart wrenching. It really is hard. Um, I have reached this equilibrium um, where I'm content uh, and the things that bother me I just um, I find calming ways of handling the situation and then I move on with my day Uh, and it's been difficult so I think I've reached a good place my anxiety and stress has amped up this week because I am one week away Uh, a week from today I will be uh, winging my way to the opposite coast and um spending the next two months in California. Um, it's That has been a lot. <laughs> and the buildup to that is getting to be a lot because I have to figure out what work stuff needs to go with me. I need to figure out what personal stuff needs to go with me so that I can survive two months. Um, I'm going home. So I know I'm going to be spending a lot of time with, with family uh, out there, and, and that is going to take up a majority of my time. But... Like, what am I going to need just the basic necessities that you don't think about because they're just there? So, I mean, how do you pack for two months? Um, And and it's like it's not like I'm going to a foreign country or I'm going to a hotel or something. I'm going home. Uh, So (laughs) I don't know. It's been very weird packing. Uh, So I really I've got so much to do. Um, So I thought I would talk about my week and then we'll get right into the Internet and then two minutes of news. So uh, starting with our week uh, here, um, I have been doing nothing really. A majority of my time has been prepping for the other podcasts and uh, the Halloween show that's coming up. I um, we have released uh, the first episode of the Miscast podcast, which is an interview show. Uh, we're going to be interviewing a lot of of uh, actors, actresses, directors, choreographers, set people um, who have been involved with theater in the mist uh, to kind of get their stories, interview them. And eventually the point is for that show to expand, to include all the theaters in Western New York, um, try to include them in the county, in the area, really to promote theater um, in a different way, to hear the stories that are interesting and really have fun. Um, we put out this first 15 minute, it's like 12 to 15 minute show. 
just as an intro, um, anyone out there who's ever started a podcast knows that you need to get that first episode out, and it always is terrible. And the whole purpose of it, though, is to introduce the podcast, and so you have something to submit to all of the websites so that you can start posting it, and it will be shown up there. Um, and then we also was prepping for the Halloween show. Now, this Halloween show is slowly killing me. <laughs> first of all, I'm a wuss, so some of these scary stories I'm getting are so disturbing. Um, and then making them all fit. And it's literally, it's a 40, it's a, a 90 minute block. And then it's, it's not just fitting the stories. And I've got to listen to all the stories. I need to make sure that they're all clean. The audio is clean, um, that I've got all any underlying sounds out. Um, <laughs> I did this epic recording session with Sarah and Cam and Corey at Cam and Corey's house. And I don't think they fully realized it. Um, and I tried to warn them. And then now that I'm listening to the recordings, I can hear it a lot. You can hear their dog <laughs> in so many of the recordings, and I can't get rid of it. So the, their dog is just part of the stories. Um, it, it, they're just there. It, the <laughs> so Zuko has made his way into the stories. Um, but it's a lot, trying to edit them all. And then I've got all of them edited and then saved independently um, in various folders. And then it's building them all back into a 90-minute show with the underlying soundtracks, with the transitional music, having them all be kind of at the same level so that they're clean um, and that it's a good listening experience, filling in, I have to fill in dialogue. So I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm having to play a character kind of introducing this um, because it's like, a, it's because it's theater in the mist campfire tales. I'm playing a kind of camp counselor kind of feel. Um, <laughs> we're all going to sit around the campfire and listen to spooky stories that, and my, I brought my friends along. Um, and I think my voice is, um, I think I'm hello children and welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, so it's a little that it's a little creepy, a little manic, a little, a little scary clown. Yes. Um, and, uh, finding the right voice to work, having that voice stay consistent has been hard. Um, I, <laughs> I had worked out this little thing that, and there's going to be a, an ending that I wasn't, um, I didn't really plan at the beginning and it has become something and I've had to like pull all these sound effects. Um, I will admit I had a really difficult time cause I was looking for a very specific sound effect. I needed the sound of meat being cut. You guys know what I'm talking about? That, that sound when you're cutting raw meat, um, and I will admit that I was having like I was gagging trying to find it like I was physically gagging. I was so disgusted. Um, I did eventually find what I wanted, but it's um, it's turned into it's taken a life of its own. So I'm looking forward to the show coming out. It's set to come out on Thursday. So you'll have it before Halloween. And I hope you all enjoy it um, because so many people have been involved and it's been such a fun show to do. Um, <laughs> other than that um, I've just been really between that and, and work I haven't had a lot of time um, I find that when my anxiety has gotten really high I will um, actually sit and listen to soundscapes uh, which I found these I have these wonderful soundscapes that I found online that I love uh, the one that I'm obsessed with right now is it's a fireplace oh let me pull it up here because it is it's such a delight and it's been so calming for me so um, the one I found is called Rain, Thunderstorm, and Fireplace Sound. Um, it's sleep, study, and meditation. Now, what's funny is this doesn't make me tired. What this does is it, it, 
it calms me. Something about the rain, like a storm makes me so happy. It calms me. It takes away anxiety. I'm going to play a little bit of the soundscape that you guys can understand kind of where I am here. It is so good. Okay, let me play some of this. Isn't that calming? Can't you just imagine yourself sitting by the fire as the rain comes down with a book, some hot chocolate, just enjoying your night? Just peaceful, relaxing. Oh god, it's everything. Oh god, it's so much. I isn't it? Oh god, I just it's it's so calming. Or I've been playing World of Warcraft, which is <laughs> completely not calming. Um, so I between those two things, uh, they've been helping a lot. So that's why I've been doing a lot. Um, I have not spent a lot of time on social media. What I have found is that um, because I have so much to do, if I spend too much time on social media, I find myself being sucked in. So uh, I have finished watching the the all the episodes of The Crown that are out um, in preparation for the new season that comes out next month. Um, and then I have been on again, off again, watching Sherlock. But I find it really difficult to watch because the weird gay queer underlining tension between a lot of characters, like the fact that Sherlock and Moriarty didn't fuck like I uh, like uh, baffles me um, because I there was oh God. And it's just it was a lot. <laughs> There's a lot to that show. Um, I've also been watching a lot of Grand Designs UK and the Great British Bake Off. So I've been in this very UK state of mind <laughs> lately. Um, I've actually like in that place where I'm like, should I start watching? Um, what's the show? The Midwives? Uh, yeah, I'll call The Midwife. I've been thinking about watching that because everyone talks about it in the UK because it's a show from there. <laughs> of course, I'm just watching. I, I did Watch the uh, series finale of Schitt's Creek, which is so good. Oh, I love it so much. Um, so really, that's I have been doing a lot of Netflix. Um, other than the soundscapes, I haven't been doing a lot on YouTube. YouTube has primarily been I'm listening to that. And something that I find calming and you guys are going to think is absolutely nuts. I've been organizing my watch later list because my watch later list has got hundreds of videos on it. <laughs> that I so I've been saving those and I now I'm like filtering like either watching it or deleting it um, and then putting it into the various categories that kind of level of OCD organizing um, can be very calming can bring some order to your life so I've been enjoying that um, other than that I haven't done a lot on Twitter um, I haven't done a lot on Facebook um, Facebook has mostly been a way of communicating between um, the board uh, uh, for this Halloween show so that's really been the the bulk of um, that. I, I <laughs> where I did get sucked into a hole is I, I got sucked into a TikTok uh, trap. I shouldn't have done it, and at one moment I'm like, oh god, I wonder what's happening on TikTok because every so often I get stuck in there, um, and I got stuck in there this last time and spent several hours and I couldn't bring myself out. Oh god, it's I, it's it's trouble. Uh, uh, but I do want to point out a few things. Um, I'm going to point out something that might be a little lewd. Um, so I, I, I apologize uh, early for this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I think it's something that needs to be said. And I think it's something that anyone who knows who I'm talking about will perfectly understand um, why I'm saying what I'm saying. 
So I follow a guy because I think he's adorable and I think he's really cute and funny and I think there's something kind of innocent about him. Um, his name is Youth Pastor Ryan. His name is Ryan Kelly on TikTok. And he has 2.5 million followers. He's not, um, he, he doesn't do thirst traps. Um, he, he is very wholesome, um, as his name implies. I um, mean, he used to work at Disney um, as a character, which I appreciate. So he's a big Disney person. He's just a big nerd, not gay or anything. Um, I'm just kind of obsessed with him. And I will say that, and excuse me, uh, uh, mom, don't listen. Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, any moms out there, I'm going to say something inappropriate. I bet you he's packing. And I bet you that he is an aggressive fuck. I'm just, I, I had to say it. I imagine he's he's one of those aggressive tops. I think he's one of those people. I think because there's that stereotype with women, the um, the Sunday school sluts, um, the the Sunday school girl who's who's very innocent and very um, proper. And then you get them into bed and they're wild children. I think that's him. I think that second you get him in bed and you, you get him aroused. I think he's a wild man. Um I would very much like to know if that's true or not. I, I am not a woman. Uh, um, frankly, I always get this impression with people like him because I've known so many people like him from my Disney days. Um, I always kind of call them Disney eunuchs because you you know they're gay or you know they're straight, but you can't imagine them in relationships because they're just so Disney. Um, and some of you will not understand that. Some of you might take, oh, God, I, there was a video of him talking. Some of you might take offense by that, uh, and I apologize. I don't mean to offend anyone, but I hope that some of you <laughs> will understand exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but the the other person that I love on TikTok, and I really, she's become my new obsession, and I and I really would like all of you to go and and watch her. Um, oh, I'll give you two actually two because this other one's super good. She is a thirsty bitch, just like all of us, and I got to appreciate that. Um, her name is uh, E.M. Jenny Chang. Oh, well, look at me being a bitch. I am Jenny Chang. Oh, God. Her name is I am Jenny Chang. And she, a lot of her videos are her side by side. She finds these thirsty, beautiful men and she just reacts to them in the most innocent way. Um, and I think I appreciate her more than anything because she's just like me. She's just like all of us, really. See, this is the problem. I just had to pause the podcast and then I just spent 20 minutes watching her videos. See, this is trouble. This is the problem. <laughs> TikTok is a trap. It is a dangerous, dangerous trap. Oh, God. It's so, oh, it's so dangerous. You have to watch out. Um, <laughs> I'm also watching a lot of Sean Barry Parsons, who does these character voices. He has a full beard and it's, it's so ridiculous and hysterical. Um, I just, I can't. They're so good. Uh, hold on. Oh, New York Socialite Helen Cumlicker. Oh, God, it's so... But the one this week... Okay, I'm sorry. I keep getting distracted and pausing and watching videos. And see, this is what happens. This is why TikTok's a trap. Very quickly here, I want to point out the one that I really think you all should watch. And trust me, just like right now, just during this episode, you guys will understand why you get sucked into these. Her name is Tiga Danelia Orojo... Uh, or hor horror or hor horror oh god i'm sorry i'm sorry my my love um her name is tiga reacts t-e-g-a 
reacts. Um, and it's just her watching cooking videos and cleaning videos. She is obsessed with that guy who cooks outside on the fire with the big knife. Oh God, I am too. Oh, I don't know what he looks like, but he could, he could get it. Um, and she just reacts to it and it's so funny and it's just so genuinely and it just, you can't help but laugh and smile and enjoy it. Um, so <laughs> check that. see, see how much time did I just spend talking about TikTok? <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. I tell you, watch out on a side note. Um, Sarah just sent me a message. I recorded a variety of screams. Let's listen, shall we? Nice, nice. Anything else? I like these. these. Oh. oh. That one's a long one. How therapeutic. Just screaming. Ooh, I like that one. That might be the one I use for the show. Oh, and that goes on for another two minutes. Oh, what a delight. Oh, <laughs> this is this is what I've been doing in my free time. Uh, so let's get into two minutes of news, darlings. I have so many stories to pack in there I want to talk about. Okay, let's get right into it. Go! You rock! <laughs> two minutes of news! Yes. Darlings, you guys know that I hate going right into Christmas when Halloween hasn't even happened yet, but Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are reprising the roles of Mr. and Mrs. Claus in The Christmas Chronicles 2, and I am so looking forward to it. Two different celebrities got cancer and two massively different responses. The 70-year-old actor Jeff Bridges announces that he has been diagnosed with cancer, and all of Hollywood sends him nothing but love, while Rush Limbaugh reveals that he has stage 4 cancer and, um not that reaction. In a recent OnlyFans post, Tyler Posey has revealed that he has not had sex with men, but he's been blown by a guy, and he's blown another guy, and he's been pegged by women. Um, does anyone else get the impression that he's trying way too hard? Poll workers in Memphis, Tennessee have been fired for turning away voters wearing Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe t-shirts to early voting, proving that they know they can't win, so now they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're fucking evil. Tiger King Carol Baskins has come out as bisexual, and I, I don't know how the rest of the community feels but i'm like oh, okay great am i the only person that hasn't watched that show at all a year-long elusive air leak at the international space station has finally been found and located thanks to floating tea leaves all that technology tea leaves huh okay so the pope decided to show everyone what a true christian looks like and said that he supports civil union for gays saying that homosexuals have the right to be part of a family they're children of God. Nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable because of it. CNN analyst and New York contributor Jeffrey Tubin apologizes after he was caught masturbating on a Zoom call with other journalists and producers. He thought that he had the camera off. So why were you masturbating in the first place? Something that no one has heard of, Quibbly has shut down, and apparently it's a big deal because of how much money is being lost, but I still had to Google what it was because I had no idea. A couple in their 80s who've been married for 68 years die in the Colorado fire after refusing to evacuate. And finally, Billy McFarland of the Fire Festival scandal has been placed in solitary confinement following the launch of his podcast, Dumpster Fire, or as we all call it, America. Two minutes of news! Yes! Okay, darlings, very quickly, let's do a recap of some of the most important stories. 
Um, I, darlings, okay, you guys know I Christmas Chronicles one was so good. I'm so excited for the second one now. Kurt Russell, I will admit, I didn't think was going to be a good Santa, but he's brilliant. And at the end of the first one, when Goldie Hawn just comes in for just a little cameo, you're just like, "Give me more! Give me more! I need more of the two of them." And they, they're part of your childhood. I remember Kurt Russell and the two of them. I remember Overboard. Oh my God! I remember all the Escape Froms. Oh, Escape from Los Angeles was so good. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, Goldie Hawn and oh God, I the. First Wives Club. Hello, First Wives Club. I mean, the, they were staples of the industry. And I love the fact that they're doing this movie together. I think it's great. I cannot wait to watch. But I'm not going to watch until well into November because I'm not going to let it ruin my Halloween spirit. Of the two celebrities with cancer, I just want to say one thing. Jeff Bridges, I hope you have a very speedy recovery. Moving on. So I this is not going to be a popular thing, and I probably have someone who is offended Darlings, I don't say this to be offensive. I get I say this from my own personal feelings. Something about Tyler Posey's revelations feels disingenuous. Do I believe that a, that he sucked a dick and a guy sucked his dick? Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll believe that. Do I believe he's been pegged? Sure. But it's just the way that it's revealed, it just there's something so manufactured about it. Like he's been told that this will help. Like he's had some like he's being managed. There's something very fake about it. And what's funny is, um, I mean, he very well when it comes to sexuality, he could be somewhere in the family. Either way, he's he's an ally and we're going to support him. But every time I see another article about him revealing something and and trying to get the gays to like bite at it, um, which will get him more OnlyFans subscribers. I just keep thinking about that line from Sex in the City when Charlotte was hanging out with the lesbians. Um, and she's, uh, the lady asked her, oh, oh are, are you gay? And she's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm straight. And it's all about like, I love hanging out with these strong female spirit. And the woman smiles and says, sweetheart, that's all very nice. But if you're not going to eat pussy, you're not a dyke. Um, and it's, and <laughs> it could very well, I just know that's so on PC. I'm so sorry, darlings. Uh, but I, for some reason, when I hear these weird statements from him, I just keep thinking of that. Like, yeah, it's all well and good that you're, you're, you want to be part of the umbrella here, but, um, <laughs> are you really gay? I always, I get the impression that he's trying really hard to be like Nico Tarantella. Like he's trying really hard to be that gender fluid, but like Nico, like it's natural. Like it is him. Like that is the way he is where it's something about from coming from Tyler sounds. It's very like a PR stunt. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first person to apologize, but it's just how it's being played out. Um, so, in Tennessee, darling, the law does not allow voters to wear items bearing the name of a candidate or a political party, but it does permit and it does not prohibit any statements like Black Lives Matter from being worn at a polling place. So they were well within their rights to fire uh, uh, the, the polling workers who did this, and they should because it's voter suppression because obviously those people are not voting for Donald Trump. And speaking of voter suppression... All the videos coming out of New York with the NYPD blaring on their uh, uh, in their cars out uh, into the community at night to vote for Donald Trump. All the people who are being given letters at their work that are being told that if Trump doesn't win, you're all getting fired. People that are being told that if Trump gets elected, all your uh, if 
Trump doesn't get elected, all of your rents are being doubled. It's voter suppression. It's against the law. So all those people, I really hope the law comes down and shows you that you cannot influence the vote in that way. It is illegal and it's wrong. (laughs) And I'm sorry, if I hear one story about a church talking about voting for Trump, that church should immediately lose their tax deductible status and should immediately be forced to pay all the property tax and sales tax for all the money that they're receiving. You cannot say separation of church and state. I'm a nonprofit. I don't have to pay taxes and then break the law. Okay. You can't have it both ways. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Off the soapbox. Off it. Off, off. Stop. Okay, I've got to move on from there. And Darlie's very quickly, Billy McFarland. Um, uh, so the whole thing is that he's doing a podcast called Dumpster Fire. Um, and uh, because he's in jail currently for for the two counts of wire fraud from 2018, any money that he makes is going towards the $26 million he owes investors for the defrauding them during the fire Festival. If you have not seen the documentary, go watch it. It's terrifying. You feel so bad for these people. Um, he's in jail for a reason. So, um, and the fact that he has to go into solitary confinement just means that he's a fucking monster. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on and let's talk about some World of Warcraft. She's probably playing WoW or something. <laughs> Job's done. Me, not that kind of orc. Okay, darling. So continuing on from last week, we continue on into the second war. So. Where we left off was that Doomhammer, the head of the Horde, had enlisted the aid of the goblins, the ogres, and the trolls to help them to build a fleet of ships where they would sail the Horde directly to Lordaeron, bypassing much of the other countries to try and end the war quickly and efficiently. So, at the same time that this is happening, the head of the Red Dragon Flight, the dragon aspect Alex Straza. Now, side note... The dragon aspects are guardians of sorts that they were given abilities by the Titans at the ordering of the planet and placed as protectors. So they are essentially immortal beings. They are the head of their dragon flight. So the red dragon flights are all about life. So Alex Straza is the life binder. So she was on the hunt for a missing artifact known as the demon soul. Do you remember that from last week? The dragon maw clan of orcs have it. And it is specifically being held in the hands of an orc named Necro Skullcrusher. Now, the problem is that the dragon aspect underestimated Necros, who had figured out how to use the demon soul. With a little help from Deathwing, total side note, don't even worry about that part, we'll get to him later. Uses the device on Alexstrasza causing her to crash land and be subdued and placed in chains. Ultimately, it controls other dragons. Now that she was uh, uh, not under control, but now that she was subdued, the rest of her dragon flight, which would have immediately intervened, was so afraid that their matriarch would have been hurt in any way that they fell into line. Now, Doomhammer was overjoyed. He said, take these dragons to Grim Batal, which was an old abandoned dwarven stronghold, and do what you need to do to get them under control, get them trained, get some eggs. We need a new loyal and deadly mount to ride into battle. And that is what the, the Dragon Maw did. They took clutches of eggs, used them to create mounts that they could control. 
Now, you have this new force of dragons that is still in its training stage, and you have a fleet of ships. They set sail for Lordaeron as quick as they can on their way. And on the way, they run into Daedalin Proudmore, Admiral Daedalin Proudmore of Colteris, one of the greatest naval forces of in the world, who began attacking this fleet of horde ships. Now, the human forces were easily able to outmaneuver the enemy, and their cannons were lobbing into the orc vessels. Dozens of transports sank, countless horde soldiers drowned, and Admiral Proudmore sees this as the effective way of destroying the horde before it ever gets to a full-blown war. What he's not expecting are red dragons to come swooping out of the sky to defend the horde. Necros was reluctant to give any of the red dragon flights to the horde yet because they have not been fully broken. They have not been fully under the orcs control, but he still gives up three dragons and they do what they do best. They descend, writhing the Alliance ships in flames, completely unable to do anything against this new threat. The Alliance has huge losses, and what's left of their ships go into full retreat. Now the Horde has a straight vantage point. They can get all the way to Lordaeron unmolested. This is the greatest moment, because this is a key moment. Because this is when two developing armies meet for the first time. The Horde lands at the beaches of Lordaeron, at the Hillsbrad foothills, where there's very little alliance uh, to really fight against them because they are still trying to get themselves together, which is exactly what the Horde wanted. But on its way is Sir Anduin Lothar with this new alliance force, with the, the newly trained uh, warrior priests, paladins, with Illyria Windrunner and her highly trained elven rangers as well as powerful mages from the kirin tor but realize the horde is not alone the horde has their ogres they have their neutral allies and they have their death knights now the red dragons which would be amazing in this fight were reluctant to kill any more humans because realize these are sentient beings and they were fighting against their org uh, captors and so they had to stay by the ships and be dealt with by the orcs and, and however the orcs deemed fit. So the two forces go into full battle. And even though the horde is this massive primal force, the human forces are holding. And as the fighting reach is this intensity, an unnatural and deathly fog creeps across the battlefield. Wherever the mist touch, the bodies of Alliance Fallen begin to rise into undeath and throw themselves back at their former comrades. This is when the Death Knights showed their true power. So not only do you have this ever-expanding group of, of soldiers that will immediately attack their brethren, every Alliance you kill is another soldier in the army, but you will have the terrifying psychological uh, damage that you're doing to the Alliance. It's, they're literally watching their brothers and soldiers in arms rise from the dead and attack them. So quickly the Alliance lines begin to buckle. And that is only saved by the Paladins, who charge into the fray, wielding the full power of the light. 
their radiance steadily beaming over the human brethren, everywhere that the light touched, striking down any reanimated dead, driving the Death Knights back and dissipating the foul mist. Now, this war could go back and forth forever. It leads to a stalemate, a stalemate that is quickly broken by Doomhammer, realizing that the only way he's going to be able to continue on with this fight is he's going to need to to rely on his new friends in the trolls. He's going to have to rescue Zuljan as he promised, and he's going to have to get the full support of the Amani leadership. Upon freeing Zuljan, they began to negotiate, and Zuljan is hesitant. I mean, he doesn't want to become controlled by the orcs the trolls are to be no one's puppets they wanted full autonomy they say you want our help you need to help us first you need to help us destroy our rivals the high elves of quelthalos if you do that we will be equals and we will help you conquer the humans with that the horde begins to push east Leaving their current route to try and cross the Alterec Mountains to get to Lordaeron, they start heading in the complete opposite direction. Now, here's a name that you should remember. They put one of their senior commanders, Varric Sourfane, in command of the rear guard to protect the uh, flank um, as they proceeded east because the Alliance were on their tails. And they began to march their way into the Hinterlands. This is all with the trolls' help, the trolls guiding them along the way. And any troll uh, camps they come across, they reach out and they get more allies. What they weren't expecting, and what really threw them all for a surprise, is that up in the hinterlands was a group of highly isolationist wild hammer dwarves, completely unaware that the horde even existed, discovering their presence as they're going through their territory. And based in their capital of Air's Peak, the dwarves started bombarding the horde with their shaman-enhanced storm hammers from high atop on the mountain and from on their mounts, these riding griffins that they take into battle. Now, this new force, there was nothing that the horde could do to fight against it. And as a result, serious losses were suffered on the horde side. So Doomhammer, being ever smart at these kinds of plans, figured out exactly what to do. He sent a small farce to go directly to Air's Peak, the capital of these dwarves, and just start attacking, to try to take Air's Peak, thus pulling all of these outer dwarfs that are attacking their army, pulling them back to their capital to defend their capital. Upon doing so, the army was, the major part of the horde was able to continue on through the hinterlands, unmolested. But, as I said before, the alliance was right on their tail, the Alliance shows up to see this group of dwarves that they have never heard of before being attacked by a small force of horde orcs. So they immediately step in to assist the dwarves and are able to push this small band of the horde into the forest, driving them away. In their gratitude, uh, these dwarves pledge themselves to the Alliance, thus adding dwarven griffin riders to the Alliance arsenal, which is absolutely well received because it shows a balancing of the forces as a good counterpoint to these new dragon riders that the Horde had come up with. And I actually think that this is where I am going to leave it. Um, 
we will be moving into Quel'Thalas in the next episode. I was really hoping to finish out this war this week, but I will admit um, everything else going on my week uh, would have made for a long show. And I don't want it, you guys to have too long of a show. Um, sometimes the longer shows are entertaining, but I know that I am one of those people that really am trying to not give you too much of the same thing. Um, I will. I would like to finish the second war, and then we'll we'll talk about something else for a while. Uh, but bear with me here. Uh, we are coming. We are very close here. Um, we're probably going to split this into another two sections, um, depending on how next week goes. Obviously, with my upcoming um relocation to california for the time being um and with the other show that i'm working on i am hoping that if i have that other show done i will be able to record an episode on friday night and if i can record that on friday night that will leave me open for the rest of the weekend uh for uh before i leave for california and then next week is going to be even more interesting following that because i will be recording without a board uh <laughs> from my computer in california um be a little different we'll see how it goes it might be good might be not i'm really not sure um we're, we're taking this journey together so love you guys have a great week and don't forget this week check out mist m-i-s-t c-a-s-t mist cast podcast and our production theater in the mist campfire tales um uh, check it out lots of fun and scary stories and if you are podcast listeners in the pride 48 community you might recognize a few voices from a few shows i'm not going to reveal any but i will tell you <laughs> next week okay love you bye okay with the program me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend you know how well thank you so much chi chi you are exactly right my friends and darlings thank you so much for listening to another episode of the donna sugar show you can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online and darlings i love to hear from you so give me a call at 716-236-8599 leave me a voicemail me at donnasugars.com or find me online at twitter and instagram at donnasugars and on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check me out on Tumblr at donnasugars.tumblr.com. Tumblr, that amazing place where physical beauty was enjoyed by all in all of its splendor. And thanks to Prudes, now all you can see are pet memes and funny text exchanges between moms and kids. And me, holding out that someday the dicks might return. That's tumblr.com. Kisses, darlings. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.